Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. It is Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you have a good one. If you don't celebrate, stay safe. Um, but I thought, you know, it's Christmas. I shoot two videos a day, so I already had a video shot for Christmas. So that one already went up. And I thought, well, I'm not going to shoot another video about, you know, HOAs or traffic stops or robocallers or interstate fraud rings. Uh, I decided I'm going to tell you a story about something I saw yesterday. It sparked a memory. But, you know, here's the thing. First of all, you got to know that it's, it's cold outside. <laughs> it was really cold yesterday, too. And uh, Andrew sent me notes to Steve, check this out. U.S. winter storm, icy blast hits 250 million Americans and Canadians. And uh, sadly, 19 deaths have occurred with more than a million and a half people losing power. So this, this storm has been crazy. Uh, and it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, a lot of news outlets are reporting on how cold it was in Hell, Michigan. There's a town called Hell. And there's also a town called Paradise, which often made the news when people talked about weather in various spots in Michigan. But I drove yesterday in that weather down to uh, spend Christmas Eve with my father. And I mentioned on occasion before that I've got five older brothers. There are six boys in our family. And I'm the youngest of six. And my mother passed away uh, a little while ago, but fairly recently. And so we decided to go hang out with my dad on Christmas Eve. And, and so it's the house that I grew up in, spent most of my childhood in. And, you know, I hadn't been there. Um, I mean, I've, I've been there on and off a few times recently, but I hadn't actually spent a lot of time poking around in, in my old house uh, in a while. And I had forgotten that my mother had kept scrapbooks, photo albums. And she always had this shelf in the living room that had these photo albums on it. But I don't recall that they're as well organized as they are now. And apparently my mother spent a lot of time going through her photo albums and organizing and putting dates on them and, and, and identifying photographs. Who's in this photograph? Because she knew... But she also knew that if I looked at it later, I wouldn't know. So I'm sitting in the living room yesterday, and I look at that shelf of photo albums, and I realize that their, their dates are on the spines. 1978, 1979, 1980. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. Now that might be interesting, because the last time I looked at the photo albums years ago, I'm flipping through there, and the photos were just kind of haphazard. So I... Uh, Pulled the one off the shelf from 1982. I don't know what prompted me to pull that photo album off the shelf yesterday. But I pulled the photo album off the shelf, put it on the table, opened it up, and started flipping through it. And I found this clipping. And I'll put the clipping up on the screen while I talk here. Because this right here, it's mind-blowing. I forgot that this clipping existed. But I've mentioned before, my first job in radio was in Bad Axe, Michigan, a W-L-E-W. -E and I went up there in 1982. I started early in the year, right around March or so, February, March. And um, I did the evening show from 6 until midnight. Uh, and the station on the AM played country music at the time. So I was a disc jockey from 6 till midnight. And the FM was an automated, beautiful music station. And since then, the stations are still there. Since then, the stations have uh, flipped the formats. They play the music on the FM now with the live disc jockeys. And I think the AM might be country, but, but I think they now emphasize more on the FM. But when I was there, the AM was, was the one that had all the live people on it. 
And so I lived in Bad Axe, and it was my first job in radio where I spoke on the air and got paid. I'd been an intern at WABX in Detroit for a little while before that, but I didn't get paid for that. I got to hang out at a radio station, meet some disc jockeys, but that was about it. So this clipping we're looking at here is from Friday, December 24th, 1982. So yesterday, when I'm looking at this clipping for the first time in 20 years, 30 years, I don't know, was the anniversary of that, of that ad running. And I remember vividly now that you see the photograph and the whole story comes back. And I hadn't thought about this for years. I'd worked at the radio station for almost a year. And I was going to be working Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because it was Friday, Saturday. I got Wednesdays off, which is another story altogether. And the radio station, someone told me, by the way, tomorrow a photographer from the paper, the Huron Daily Tribune, which, by the way, is the upper thumbs only daily newspaper at that time, at least. And um, photographer from the paper is going to come in and take pictures of everyone because at the end of the year, the radio station would run a full page ad in the Huron Daily Tribune thanking the community for putting up with us. <laughs> and so a photographer came in and I went into the station and uh, posed for a photograph. And there I am. Now, I'll tell you, for those of you who like the inside scoop on stuff that happens in the background, that's not the on-air studio. And I don't have any photographs of myself at this radio station. None. None. I didn't have a camera back then. And back then, we didn't have cell phones. So this is the only photograph I have, as far as I know. But I'm in the production studio, and I know that because there's a reel-to-reel tape player right here. And we had a reel-to-reel in the on-air studio, but it was down underneath over here. And I also recognize a few other things, because in the on-air studio, if you're facing the board, there was nothing. It wasn't a wall right here. So I'm in the production studio. I'm also not wearing my headphones. Headphones I've got on my shoulder there uh, are not the AKG K240s that I had at the time, which I still have. I love those headphones. And so I have very, very specific preferences on microphones and headphones. And the AKG K240s that I had, I, I love those things. And so when I posed the picture, I remember actually thinking, these aren't my headphones. but <laughs> No one will care. And yet here we are decades later talking about it. But you'll also notice that down by my feet are a bunch of carts, the carts they would use to put commercials on, uh, and I worked at stations where they put the music on those also, but primarily commercials, W-L-E-W. And so the guy came in, photographer came in, and says, you know, hey, everybody's coming in here to take pictures. And they, they tried to put people in different places so it wouldn't look like, you know, six photos in the exact same spot. And took the photograph, and there you go. And so the next day, in the paper, a couple days later, maybe, I don't know, December 24th, which is a Friday, I remember going to the store, and flipping through the paper, and I believe it was the last page of Section A, multi-section paper, and it was a full-page ad, and it says, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, thank you and all the best wishes this holiday season for the staff, from the staff and management, WLEW and WLEW-FM, and then it had the pictures around there, station owner, manager, program director, accounting, news, traffic, uh, traffic in that setting is the person who handles the uh, the commercials and where they get played in the uh, time on the on the on the radio, and then all of the on air announcers. And so there I was, uh, Steve Leto, night host. Steve Leto, night host. <laughs> and before I got to the station, they called the six to midnight show the nightlight show, the nightlight show. 
So when I got there, they said, congratulations, uh, it's the Nightlight Show. Uh, can I call it something else? No, it's the Nightlight Show. That's what we've always called it. We're always going to call it. For all I know, it might still be called that. But uh, so I would go on at 6 o'clock and start playing the music, and it's Steve Leto with the Nightlight Show. But it's kind of funny. I, I, I'm flipping through this photo album, and I see this photograph, and now I remember it. Now I remember But if you'd said a week ago, Steve, are there any photographs of you on the air in Bad Axe? I would have said, no. No, I didn't have a camera. And we didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> uh, what about the newspaper? Anything about, I, I go, wait, 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 wait. The newspaper, newspaper. And that's the thing. And so I don't have a copy of this newspaper anymore. But I remember when it came out, I did what everyone does. I bought five copies. And um, I gave a copy to my mother, just like on the cover of The Rolling Stone by Dr. Hook. And um, I had copies myself, but I've moved so many times since then that I have no idea whatever became of that copy that I had myself. Don't know. Haven't seen it in many, many years. Uh, but that was a long, long time ago because you can see from the headline, it's Friday, December 24th, 1982. And so back then I did work uh, every day but Wednesday. And you might go, Steve, what's that all about? <laughs> and we had a news guy who was on in the evenings, Craig Routson. And he, actually, he just retired about six months ago. And Craig Routson retired, and he was the evening news guy. So if he was not out covering something, he would come in and do the news. And then in between his newscasts, he'd sit in the newsroom, write news stories, make phone calls, try to drum up some news. And um, along the way, I discovered that there were different city council meetings. Uh, Bad Axe City Council was one night. Uh, Caseville City Council was another night. And we covered these city council meetings. So quite often, Craig would go out and cover the city council meeting and then come back, write up the story, and then if he was there early enough, do a couple of the newscasts during my show. If he wasn't there, I just did my own news. And so I would work every day but Wednesday, and that's because on Wednesdays, apparently, there were no city council meetings. (laughs) And he used to jokingly say, yeah, there's no news on Wednesdays and bad acts. Um, But so on Wednesdays, I would take the day off, and Craig did my air shift. And so I remember a couple of times driving around on Wednesday night, turning on to the nightlight show at WLEW, and it was Craig Routson doing my show. <laughs> I was like, do I ever come in and do your news? Well, he probably would have liked that. But um, So <laughs> but I worked, obviously, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And that was common. And I know guys who work in radio, a lot of them. And, and before automation came along, you had to work these shifts. And I've worked more Christmases, more Christmas Eves, more New Year's Eves than I care to admit. Uh, And I remember at the time being kind of depressed because, you know, on Christmas Eve, I used to spend that time with my family. And my brothers and I and my parents would get together on Christmas Eve and we'd hang out. And so that would have been one of the first Christmas Eves I missed with my family was 1982 because I was on the air. So uh, it was fun to run across that ad yesterday. And it brought back a lot of memories. And then I, I was looking at the date going, wait, and it's a Friday. So <laughs> that means I was working. So the other thing, of course, is that that I, I the people who watch my show a lot, who, who follow me on my other channel as well, The Vault, where I sometimes put more off-topic stuff. But, you know, I, I've mentioned before I worked in radio, and I worked at a bunch of different radio stations. I worked in Bad Axe, Flint, Saginaw, Lansing, Frankenmuth. I worked at all these different stations, Detroit, and I worked as a disc jockey at a lot of them. 
And I worked as a talk show at, at, at a couple of them. And for a while, I was trying to make a living at it. I was trying to make a living at it. And this job in Bad Axe was the first time I left the house and moved out and tried to make it on my own, just like Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> and so I rented an apartment and, you know, started paying my own bills, went shopping, fed myself, you know, had to get up in the morning, do my stuff, go in the evening, do my, do my radio show, the nightlight show. Wednesdays I had off. And it was the first time I'd been out of the house trying to actually live like an adult. Just, you know, it's me. I'm on my own. And when I was doing that, some portions of that were kind of difficult. I, I remember having problems. I, I remember a couple times where something unexpected happened and my, and my finances got screwed up and I budgeted something in, incorrectly. I remember one time when my car broke down and it broke down right around the same time I was going to have to pay rent. And I remember at the time going, I didn't, I, <laughs> I was young and stupid, okay? I didn't have enough money set aside for an emergency. And I remember having my car towed into the dealership to get it fixed and actually thinking to myself, if the bill is too high, I got to walk for a couple weeks. And luckily the bill was low enough to where I made it. But I, I, I had some difficult times like that. And so at the time, if you had found me or if you had met me when this photograph was taken and said, hey, how's it going? How do, how do you like bad acts? I would have said, well, you know something, I like being on the radio and, and, I, and, I, and I enjoy what I'm doing, so I think that this is a pretty cool career choice. Be a disc jockey, you know, for a while. Uh, I would have said, but, you know, it's, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be because of the fact that I was 100 miles from home and trying to live on my own for the first time. And, and, and you know, I had virtually no safety net. Now, obviously, if everything had augured into the ground, I could have packed everything in my car and driven back to my parents' house back towards Detroit and they would have they would have taken me back in. Although I think my mom had that room <laughs> converted into her sewing room pretty quickly. But but the point is, I I'm not going to pretend I had no safety net because I, I did I did. But I actually made it until about eight or nine months after this photograph was taken before I then moved on. And so I would have said, you know, something. It's a lot rougher than I thought. And at that time, I don't think I would have said, and by the way, I'm pretty certain that a few decades down the road, I'll be looking back on these times with, with you know, happiness. I, I, I don't think I would have said that. I think I would have said I'll be looking back on this as like a dark time in my life where I was just scraping by. <laughs> and now that I got through all that and got to where I went after that and moved on, blah, 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 blah. And now here I am. Here I am. Okay. And by the way, where I am right now can be traced back to where I was in Bad X. There's no question. Because I got into broadcasting and radio because I enjoyed talking about stuff to people. And when I was younger, it was primarily music. I wanted to talk about music. Okay, And so being a disc jockey, talking about music is a very natural thing. Later on, when I Worked in radio a bunch of different places. I realized radio is probably not going to be my career. I decided to go back to school, go to law school, do all that stuff. I missed it. And so I started doing a podcast because I missed being on the radio. And I also did a talk show because I missed being on the radio. But the podcast was a direct result of my time spent in radio. So Bad Axe now, when I look back on it, I go, oh, that was the beginning. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> and so it's funny how 
age will do that. And, and, I, and I understand there are people in my audience who are older than me. There are people in my audience younger than me. So not everyone can necessarily relate to what I'm saying here. And some of you might be tuned out five minutes ago. Okay. But it often happens that if you look back on a period of your life and ask yourself the question, did I learn anything useful there? Skills? Uh, did I meet people? Did I, you know, did I get experience? Uh, those kinds of things. And one of the most interesting things, I was just talking about this with somebody the other day, is that when I lived at home with my parents, paying the bills, you know, I'd go to the refrigerator, open it up and find food. I didn't learn until I lived in Bad Axe <laughs> that if you didn't play your cards right, you went and opened the fridge, there might not be food in there. And so I learned a bunch of extremely valuable lessons like that that I didn't even realize I needed to learn. And I, and I did learn them. I did learn them. And so now that I look back, I have enough time, I think, and enough distance from it where I can do this. I can look back on how I lived in bad acts. And with a few years perspective added to that, I can look back and go, you know something? You learned an awful lot there. Not just professionally, but just about life in general. And so I look back on this very, very fondly now. And I know that if you'd found this photograph about five years later, right, when I'm just, just getting ready to go to law school, and said, Steve, quick, bad acts, give me some thoughts on that. I'd be like, oof, didn't enjoy that that much. Kind of, kind of tough. Enjoyed being on the radio, but, but the, the, the living was kind of hard because I didn't have enough money and, and someone never managed to save any. <laughs> it's a tough time for me. Tough time for me. Now I look back on it fondly and go, you know something? Bad X. And I've actually gone back to Bad X a couple times uh, recently, driven around up there, looked at the sites. Some things never change. Some things do, you know. But uh, I, I, I was so happy when I saw this picture yesterday. And I'm like, I'm so glad she saved it. My mom saved this, cut it out, stuck it in the album. Uh, who'd have thought? I lost my copies long ago, but she saved hers. So there you go. That's the photograph of me in the production studio at the other end of the building from the air studio where I did the nightlight show back in 1982 and 1983 at WLEW. Uh, and I was on the AM spinning the country hits. And the FM at the time, 92.1, was uh, beautiful music. Now, of course, it's Cruise FM. And uh, the article, the ad, was a full-page ad in the Upper Thumbs Only Daily Newspaper, the Huron Daily Tribune, from Friday, December 24th, 1982. And, of course, I picked up the papers and went into the station because I had to work that night, and I worked the next night also. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll get back to the HOAs and the civil asset forfeiture and all that other stuff in the next video. Until then, behave yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The past, present, and future walked into a bar. It was tense.